Hey, if you're wondering what this song is here on Overflow Beyond the Music, this is These Lines by I Am The Storm. If you're wondering why that voice sounds familiar, it's because it's Trevor McNeven of TFK. This is his new hip-hop project called I Am The Storm. He's gone back to his roots. So make sure you check out I Am The Storm, get all their music, and take a listen to These Lines. These voices keep calling me, they want to degrade my economy, want me to be part of their colony. So I keep shaking them off of me, but they keep invading my property, because they want to play my monopoly. This whole objective is stopping me, but I know they ain't affecting the prophecy. And yet I'm an anomaly. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Overflow Beyond the Music. Good to be back here. I'm your host, Josh McCabe. And let me tell you, I have had one of the craziest afternoons I think I've had in a long time. I am right now coming to you live from the Air Canada Lounge in Toronto, Ontario, Pearson International Airport. And uh, let me just say that I went through the most insane amount of things to try and get on this flight back home to Nashville, Tennessee today. Let me just say, first of all, I was coming through, uh, I got to the airport, let me say, I got to the airport and I was really early for my flight because I was meeting up with my parents for dinner, and then it just kind of made sense for me to go straight to the airport. But I got here too early, and they wouldn't take my bag, so I had a little nap on a little airport bench. I don't know if you feel that, but um, I'm always vowed to never be airport bench nap guy, but I was that guy today. And so I had a little nap on the bench, and it was great. So then I finally get my bags checked in. I go through security, and apparently uh, my guitar was testing positive for explosives so that set off a whole uh no pun intended set off a whole series of events in which i needed to then go through all these security checks and then uh i got up to customs and apparently i rented a car a couple years ago with my family to go down to florida on our vacation and i guess somebody else who rented that car committed some crimes with that rental car and so every time i've never wondered why they always question me more but i found out that's why so Finally, here I am, and my flight is a little delayed, so I got some time, and uh, lo and behold, I get to the lounge, and my big like recording unit with all my mics and stuff that I normally use, uh, I left the power supply in my other bag in all of the chaos. So here I am, coming to you live with my little USB mic and hoping that the audio is okay, but here's the thing. I don't really need much preamble on this episode in particular because I'm really excited to get right to our next guest on Overflow Beyond the Music, the podcast. Now, I've known this guy, and I've been aware of his music for years. I remember listening to a lot of his stuff growing up as a teenager, uh, or a late teenager, with uh, Desperation Band and New Life Worship. Uh, This is John Egan. He's part of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. And uh, we've met before, and we talked a little bit about uh, that on the podcast. But this guy is just such a gem of a human being. I've never met anybody who has had nothing but the most positive things to say about John Egan. You're going to love this interview, especially if you're a young worship leader or in worship or in music. There's just a ton of great wisdom that you can glean from this podcast and this conversation with John Egan. So enough of me rambling. I'm going to go grab a cookie from the lounge here, and I'm going to let you listen to this conversation that I recently had with John Egan here on Overflow Beyond the Music. All right, well, here I am here on the Overflow Podcast Beyond the Music with John Egan, and uh, you're coming to me from Colorado. Is that correct? That is Colorado Springs. That's correct. Oh, man. What's, what's the weather like there right now, bud? Well, I wish you didn't ask that because it's, it's absolutely horrible. We, 
the last few days has been 75 degrees and perfection, Ooh. and today is snowing and foggy. No. Yes, so there's a little bit of sadness uh, just kind of on the city at the moment. Yeah. But we will, we will overcome. We'll be all right. Yeah, we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word, or something like that, right? Something like that. Um, but dude, we were just catching up uh, before we hit record, which almost, I almost honestly, I just need to start hitting record at the beginning of like yeah. the call because we end up having such great chats. But um, we we're reminiscing because we actually met several years ago now in Toronto. Yep. With uh, Desperation Band, I remember you guys were there, and um, dude, it was a fun night. Me and my sister had a worship team. We opened up and. And, uh, it was it was really fun. I remember it well, actually. It was a cool building. I remember the building, and I remember you guys. So it's awesome to reconnect with you. And we connected. I, th- I think we connected a few times after that day. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we traded some emails. And, yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, it feels forever ago. And um, I mean, since then, my sister now she now works uh, for Bethel Music. Actually, cool. she's in your hood tonight. So she is. Yeah, Bethel is in town tonight. So you should. How? When we're done this call, I'll, I will connect you guys over no text, and she will. She'll host your whole crew. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about what's what's been going on with you lately. Because she's put out a new record. We'll, we'll get to yeah. that. But um, yeah. I, I mean, let's let's talk about the more. <laughs> let's talk about the journey to the record. Tell, tell me a little bit about what's been going on in your life for the past couple of years. Um. Okay, I'm at New Life in Colorado Springs. Uh, I've been here almost 18 years. Um, my, I've got this amazing wife, you know. A fifth, mm-hmm. We actually just celebrated 15 years, which was amazing. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm going to be 40 in two weeks. So mm-hmm. not like I'm on the back nine of life or anything like that, but I'm feeling really good about it. I'm ready for 40. I just feel like I actually have this kind of romantic view of, of 40 happening and this just like moment of going you can now just live like you don't have to prove anymore <laughs> yeah you know i don't know i have this like and because you know we all battle that and and uh, as i've gotten older it's just amazing how you do slay those giants and yeah. and uh but i just feel like 40 something magical is going to happen but um yeah but i got three kids and uh i got twins who are going to be uh they're 11 and i got a seven-year-old son and um so the last few years i've been doing a lot of church um Mm -hmm. and uh and i've been working on this this project actually um i i took more time with this project than anything i've ever done um and uh i don't i don't know why i think it's there's no real big reason other than i just felt like you know what um the worship scene is looked after plenty and there's lots of songs coming out all the time and yeah um let me actually take a step back from it let me kind of just pray through the landscape of worship and just see what kind of what my contribution could be if anything you know um Mm -hmm. i thought about whether or not i even wanted to do it do it or and uh yeah there was just some songs that started kind of bubbling up and we started doing at church and and then when you saw when I saw people just singing, it, it always does it to me when people just start singing. Yeah, it's it's over. Um, when yeah, people start connecting with the Lord on with some of these songs. It's it's just I'm I'm undone. So it's like no, let's do this because you know I've just aged kind of aged out of the desperation. I'm still leading worship for Desperation Conference, but Desperation Band. We've kind of just it was all like youth events and stuff like that. We've kind of just naturally morphed. Um, out of that season and uh, yeah. so the next thing to do would be 
John Egan, and which <laughs> I had to really sort that out, bro, because um, I I have no issues like philosophical issues with solo projects, but I'm just not a solo guy. I'm not a I I've been at the same church for 18 years. Uh, you know, I've I've done I lead worship with other people, and um, and uh, for something to to appear like it's of so much about me is was. Um, this is not like some. This is probably. I'm. I'm. I'm not trying to confess like humility. I'm probably confessing pride. Mm-hmm. I'm just like no, no. You know, it's like hum, like almost like false humility or something. But it, right. it, I had to wrestle through that. But um, but at the end of the day, we have to kind of just look Jesus in the eyes and like say, Jesus, have you put something in me to say? Hmm. And his answer, by the way, for all of us is yes, yeah. and it has nothing to do with how many people are listening. Yeah. Nothing. And I think that is a scare that's happening in the worship industry for young people is that I have to be huge or famous or I have to be this <laughs> to be used by God, and that's a lie. It's actually a lie from hell. Yeah. Um, I think people are accomplishing, accomplishing the dreams that God has put in their heart now, and they don't even know it because right. they're getting lost, lost in some of that stuff. So I've been there... I had to slay those giants myself. So, um, yeah, well, dude. So. Like, I, I, I kind of feel like, and, and maybe there's something we can we can chat about. But I feel, I feel like the. I mean, we even use the words, and we use them lightly. But when you actually kind of really step back and think about it, and it was like the idea of like a worship scene or a worship industry. It's like, yeah. it's so it's so strange because really, what birth. <laughs> what birthed the, the quote unquote modern worship industry was just local churches right. releasing letting people hear the songs that they were singing. And I almost feel like in some ways I'll, I'll have different musicians. Like when I'll travel and stuff, I'll have different musicians join me or whatever. And it's, it's almost like everyone is showing off their, like who's got a bigger boat. Yeah. Like who's got more multi-sites, who has more live streaming. Oh, you, 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 you're not point to point. Like, Oh, you don't have stereo ears, like Mm -hmm. lame. And it's almost become this thing where, we worship our worship production and it's weird. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a great way of looking at it. Um, oddly enough, the guy who invented, <laughs> this is a little random, but the guy who invented like the lights that go in lighthouses, mm-hmm. they were trying to figure out technology for that forever. And people were just trying new things and new things. It, this guy just started studying. He actually just started studying the behavior of light and through through kind of immersing himself in just the behavior of light, came up with mm-hmm. this idea that they use today. It's called like fractal lighting. Blah, blah. It's very random, and I haven't yeah, thought yeah. about this in a long time, but I love what you just said is sometimes we fall, we fall in love with the form or we fall in love with the kind of the way, yeah. creating it, but we actually fall out of love with the source or fall out of love with the behavior of God, of the things that we're actually singing about, and we start to then measure... Who are we singing to? How are they? How are they responding? And we and I think that we actually end up like shutting a door, you know, in our mm-hmm. love affair with God and just what we started in the first place. And I think, yeah, I think, you know, it's hard. You don't want to come off. The prophet needs to come in and kind of be able to point out where something might be going wrong. So there is something in us that should do that. Um, and yeah. then, but also that very similarly, a judge does similar things. So we want to like be in the spirit of the prophet more than the spirit of the judge. Um, but yeah, it's a, 
it's a concern of mine for sure um, that right. we have stripped the song of God away from the people because we've put it on to like the professionals on on big stages and bright lights and and let the professionals take care of this worship for you and we have people coming to maybe with a, a desire to give something to the Lord, but we're actually kind of saying, no, we'll take care of that for you. And we're robbing them of their song. And I think I, if, if I had a goal for my life as a worship leader is to restore the song back to the people, like give it back. Like somehow yeah. we've t- taken it. Somehow we've said, we've got this now. We'll do it. We've got fresh songs. We've got fresh production. We've got fresh this. And people are going, oh, okay, well, I'll hold, my co- I'll hold my coffee, and then I'll leave, and I feel like I'll worship. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let it, can we get back to giving people the song back and say, no, 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 this is a sacrifice mm-hmm. of praise for you to bring, for you. This is an extravagance invitation for you. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that we, as worship leaders, could re- help restore some of that that's been yeah. lost in the enterprise of it all. Yeah, because you use the word enterprise, and I read this quote from you. It says that I hope that this, and this is talking about your record, takes them back to a place, this generation, reminding them to do the things that they did when God first captured their hearts before it became an enterprise or took before professional priests took over and sacrifice was no longer needed to be made. And and I I guess, and maybe it's a tough question, and maybe it's a vulnerable one, but do, do you feel like you lost something along the way? I feel, yeah, I feel like I have been tempted like never before, um, and I think it's why it took a few years to just kind of sort out what's next, to play the game or God wasn't going to use me. Um, and I want to be careful there because because I know people within the industry and within the enterprise, these are good people. Um, yeah. I, I really, to be honest, bro, and I... I don't. I haven't met one person that's. Oh, we're gonna just make money off this thing. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure those people exist, but I don't know them. Um, I think yeah. it's just kind of the spirit of the age that we live in is is gr- that everyone wants uh, a great reward with little cost. I mean, it's just kind of how mm-hmm. we live. I mean, credit card companies are just giving you all this stuff, and then it's like, oh, people are like, well, when we're done with that, we'll hop to another company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, we just live in this, and then, but worship is the opposite of that. Worship is a sacrifice. Worship is extravagance. Worship is really having to bring something heavy and costly because God is worthy. Um, so, yeah, I think I've lived enough. I mean, in Colorado Springs, we're a little bit away from kind of like the scene. And yeah. um, so I think there's been some protection. But yeah, no, I have felt like I've measured myself to that standard so many times. And, um, and I felt myself get lost in it for sure. Um, and I think Unveil was, it's, you know, I don't know what Unveil is going to do. Is it going to just bring the kingdom? I, I don't know, but it's, it's my part. It's my piece to maybe just say, Hey everyone, remember why we got into this in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, especially people my age, like, Guys, remember the old stuff that we used to like. So this record sounds like a lot of the old stuff, the old vineyard music, and yeah, and because I was listening to that stuff nonstop. I was listening to the old vineyard music and old delirious music because yeah. that's the stuff that totally introduced me to Jesus and the presence of God. Well, even even the some of the sounds on on the record reminded me of some of the Stu G. Yeah, I mean, like there was 
those elements too. And but there is even um, I think it's the second song on the record. Yeah. Um, like reminded me of um the new life record uh my savior lives from like 2010 like just oh, that's cool. just some, like just some of the sounds and like some of the stuff and like if and it you know what i mean like when when music and and people come from the same places there's all you'll always hear those influences you know yeah um and like martin smith or Stu G will always make music that that you can hear a little delirious in it always <laughs> and and you can hear you can hear it a bit and so like I love when when you can catch some roots, but also I'm glad for you that that it it had some uh, some memory and some attachment to it that that takes you back to some some stuff that yeah inspired you. I love that. I mean, I think it's that's just the surprise of God, like that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I uh, you know you, you end up pulling influence from your own history. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, because I, I never that even, never even dawned on me. So to, to hear you say that just feels like a big fat encouragement and affirmation. It's like no, you you like went back to you didn't just like go back to some of your old influences. Like you you went back to some of your own the, some of the old, you know the things that you did at first. I mean that's what in mm-hmm. the Book of Revelation when God's just kind of sarcastically saying to the church like, "Wow, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this." And I'm like, "Wow, like great job." Yeah, you seem to you seem to have done it all, but. I hold one thing against you. Like you stopped doing the things you did at first. Hmm. You know, you stopped and you forsaken your first love. And and how do we get back to our first love? It's like for me, it was kind of just doing this record and doing a first ever John Egan project, which was felt funny. And but I was yeah. like, well, who is John Egan? And I was just like, oh, I, I just I know John Egan at 18 years old who was just so falling in love with Jesus and the presence of God. And I remember what I did then. Right. And can I somehow capture doing that again? And can that be my contribution? And which is why the album's so raw because the albums that I, that I totally, I found Jesus through, they were really raw. So I wanted to do that. That's what I did at first. It was raw. Can we, I was going to say, can we reminisce about one of the most raw Greatest worship albums ever, live and in the can. It's the the album that shapes so much. Yeah, you know, and it was the albums before that, like the the cutting edge, the like double disc. <laughs> yeah, totally. Album that stuff was um, that stuff was actually kind of in the studio, but it was they kept it so raw. But yeah, then they then they did the live and in the can stuff, and they captured a sound that ended up capturing the world. Yeah, and I, you know, it would be pure insanity for me to say this Unveil album could do that. Um, but I, but I, you know what? I will be foolish enough and wild enough because that's I think who we need to be as worship leaders and just as believers in Jesus. I will be crazy enough to think that what we accomplished on the Unveil album could could affect the trajectory of somebody's life like it just yeah. a, a kid who's coming up and going what's the worship thing all about when i listened to that stuff when i was a kid i said i want to do that with my yeah. life and yeah maybe i mean it'd be a dream of mine for that to happen for like yeah like the quote you read just for people <clears throat> in my world or generation to remember what how we got in this in the, into this in the first place and then it's for right. people coming up to discover oh my goodness i want to do that i want to do that with my life you know that mm-hmm. for me I, i'll probably never know 
you know, until heaven, if any of that happened. But I know that I at least gave it a shot, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that we ought to dream, dream big, you know? Um, yeah. I think, I think, you know, dream, dream big. But one of the things that God's been teaching me is that not always to think like God just bless everything I do in my life, yeah. but also I'm not going to hold on to the vessel too tightly. Right. Um, if you want to increase this song or this song or this album, great. If, if it's maybe something different, I don't know, but like, yeah. just, just do what you, you want to do, you know? And, and I think, yeah, we got, we ought to keep giving God that blank canvas to work if, with. If we can do that successfully, if we could actually just say, I will partner with you. I'll be your workmanship on the earth, like you talk about. I'll give him my all. And if we could truly give it to him and say, like, now, if it multiplies, it's up to you. If it doesn't, it's up to you. And all that's good with me. If Mm -hmm. we could truly get there, I think we'd become really dangerous and in a good way. And I think I've had to wrestle that beast to the ground. At the end of the day, like the kid who gave some fish and loaves to, to Jesus... Yeah, he only gave that to him because Jesus asked for it. He said, mm. "Give you know, give me this stuff," and 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 it was his all. You know, if God was going to multiply, if Jesus was going to multiply it, he could have just taken one fish and one loaf from yeah, the kid. He, gave he took all of it, and it's like, um, I think for us, it's our job to give everything, and it's fully his job to multiply it or not. And if we could just say yes to that, man. I just think it's just I just sense the smile of God on that and I think that we we it's a we have to fumble through that cuz we are yeah. human and it's okay this doesn't need to be self condemnation for like oh lord how's this doing I mean this unveil's been out for a month or so and like there was something that tweaked in me after a month of where I was actually able to get there and let it go right and and actually just enjoy the Lord in it. And, but for a while, for the first few weeks, I'll confess. I was like, Oh, oh who am I? Who, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, wow, my identity still, is it really still? And it's like, Lord, I repent of that. That is just fully, just not the spirit of what this thing is and what it ever was meant to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I turned from that and. Well, I mean, it, it all comes down to, you have to essentially lay it down on the altar yeah. and, uh, and you know, be be willing to just to to sacrifice it to the Lord. And you know, I was also reading, and where you kind of talked openly about taking a season uh, back and having a or having a season where you felt like you're running too fast and you took some time off. Yeah. Um, and like as you looked at that, was was that a sacrifice that uh, you struggled to make to lay your your essentially your life or maybe even identity down? on the altar for a season. Yeah, it totally messed with that. I mean, it's like our ego, our ego says you have to keep going or you'll be forgotten. But it was the best thing for me. Um, I was I was the executive worship pastor for a couple of years. That was just so far outside my comfort zone and my giftings. So it, it kind of brought me to my absolute end and just all the different sides of that that I just was not built for. And I just, thank God I have a, of a generous pastor and generous church to say like, no, we, you know, we not, we need, we need you well, you know? And so I was able to take a couple months and just get, just get well and just get healed up. And, and, you know, there, it was the best season. It was the best season for us. And, and, uh, and, you know, thank God there was, there was no, 
emergency happening. There's no sin issues or anything like that. But my heart was burning out. And I know it's such a, it's almost cliche to say burnout. But like, oh yeah, burnout. I get burnout. Yeah. It's like, no, I mean, I was, I was really anxious. I was really, um, um, I just was losing sight. And uh, man, sometimes we got to make sure we stay wholehearted, you know? Right. And that's really key. I, I've heard, I heard uh, someone say recently, um, it was a poet, uh, I forget his name, but it said, the antidote to burnout is not rest, actually. The, mm. antidote, the antidote to burnout is finding wholeheartedness. Mm. And for me to step away and for my wife and I to kind of talk through, okay, what, who are we? What are we meant to be doing? What's, what, is the Lord, what is the Lord saying for us to step back in? After a little break with wholeheartedness, just made all the difference. Um, so stay whole, like guard it, fight for it, fight to stay wholehearted. And it's not always a feeling. You don't always feel whole, wholehearted. You know, we have to. Right. We, we can't worship our emotions here. We can't worship our feelings. You know. Um, but I know that Jesus. I know the presence of Jesus changes everything. Um, yeah. So I hope to just be a piece of that. Well, let me ask you this. Maybe it's maybe it's a tough question to you ask and and I I've I've a purpose with it particularly for any young worship leaders or young musicians listening to this podcast but uh, when as you look back at that um you know lack of better words burnout or yeah or running too fast how much of that as a leader and as a pastor was self-inflicted uh I would say 95% of it um hmm. I think 5% of it is sometimes the church runs hard and can lose sight, uh, but that's wasn't really the case with me. With me, I think that's such a it's such an amazing question, bro. Um, and I think people need to hear that 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 the Lord He's kind of He He wants you to look after your soul, you know. Yeah. And I think that when we're trying to gain the world, we do actually do forfeit our soul. And I think that we do that. Not it's not really out of vain conceit a lot of the times. It's not really out of bad motives. It's actually just trying to hang on. It's trying to be obedient. It's trying to do a good job. But I think mm-hmm. immaturity kicks in, and you can't stop because you actually probably think a little too highly of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you actually go like, well, if I stop, it's going to affect this. Or if I stop, it's going to do this. And and that really is looking at yourself as a little too important. And I think one of the best things we could learn is how 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 the kingdom will march on. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the fact that we get to be a small piece of it is amazing, but we are not the center of any of it. Yeah. Um and I think yeah, I mean it's such a great question, but I think that most of it was self-inflicted. I think most of it was me just trying to white knuckle this thing through and because I don't know, I was told when I was young I'm going to change the world. I was told I was going to do this. It's like I can't I can't bow out. I can't disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you can, you can, because, because I can't say this more strongly at the end of the day, Jesus wants you. Yeah. And I, can we just camp there for a second? And, and it might even sound cliche. It's like, no, I've heard, no, no, listen to that. I mean, he does not need your gift on the earth. He's going to mm-hmm. sort out <laughs> this thing. He's going to reconcile the world to himself. He's going to do it. Yeah. He wants you. And I know that at the end of the day, Jesus wants me with him, becoming more like him, 
and all that stuff. There's a scene in the shack, the movie, where he walks on water with Jesus, and then he Jesus sends him off to do this thing, and then he comes back kind of with this breakthrough, and then he's like, okay, let's go back out again. He just runs out into the water, and he just he's he's up to his knees in water. He looks back at Jesus. And this isn't scripture. This is just a movie, but I think it's powerful truth. He he looks back at Jesus, and Jesus says to him, "Don't you think this works better when we go together? Hmm. When we do this together?" And I think we get in trouble when we go at it on our own, and we actually we're just, we start outpacing the rhythm of God. Yeah, absolutely. And we're gonna we're gonna sink. We're gonna we're gonna get wet, and it's not gonna work. And Jesus is saying, "Would you go at my pace, please?" When we go together, we're going to walk on water, you know. So, yeah, I praise God that just I was able to uh, take a couple months away and just repent for that and, yeah, own own it, own my mistakes. And like, oh, my right. goodness, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Hmm. And, 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 that's, and that takes a time of, of vulnerability. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've had a similar journey, and we can, we can catch up on that yeah. another time. But... Um, you know, I, I think it's really cool what what God does with that uh, because uh, you could you know you can press through and make another record. Yeah, <laughs> I remember one. I even remember one time putting out like a live EP project, and to this day I can't listen to it because mm-hmm. I I hate what it did to me. Yeah, like I hate how miserable I was, mm. and. Um, you know, like if <laughs> that that's that's not how I picture I mean that's how I picture Egypt, right? Yeah. <laughs> like like look at this building that we created <laughs> and but we had no straw to make the bricks. We had no this. Like we created this building, but I don't even want to look at it because of how we had to create it. Yeah, you know what? And can I I wanna say something to you, Josh. Like I you may you may never be able to listen to that that live EP again and, and that's totally fine. But I, I just feel like how God is so kind. He's so ridiculously, yeah. outrageously kind, and He redeems things. And yep. what you did in that season, bro, and you may not be able to listen to it, but it's not lost. It's not, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> not for nothing. Um, and don't let that lie be a part of your story. It's not. Yeah. It's, you know, I, That's true. You know, I bet you, I bet you God used it in ways that you'll never know. I really, I, you know, so I just want to. I don't know. I feel led just to tell you that, bro. There's no, oh, there's no regrets. You. There's no regrets in a life that's given to the Lord. And we're just at the end of the day, bro. Back then, whenever you did that, I'm sure you were just doing your best. Yeah, <laughs> you're, totally. You're doing the best you can with what you got, and that's you know, God doesn't want us condemning ourselves for any of that. Well, you know, it's funny too because I think back to the time that we met um, in Toronto there, yeah. and. And I, I remember doing that event and it kind of being indicative of how fast I was running and just yeah. and kind of and and how I was had my sights focused on this worship uh, industry yeah. <laughs> or like getting into that thing. And um, I was actually taking two weeks off vacation in Florida with my family and my new I think our daughter was maybe six months old at the time. And we were down there. Um, and you know this opportunity to come open for you guys came up, and I flew home from Tampa, Florida to Toronto, mm. played the show, mm. had dinner, and went straight back to the airport and flew back. And I was exhausted and grumpy. And yeah. I go, man, like, um, 
and I, I remember thinking to myself, I got it. Well, I got to do it because you know I got to connect with these guys and right. and and <laughs> like. <laughs> Right. What? Right. And it's so it's so funny we get wrapped up in that. So, you know, what would you say to the young worship leader today who is, sees the aura of of the connections and the co-writes and the yeah. conferences? Like what what do you what do you say to the 20 22-year-old? Yeah. I'd say there's nothing you can do that will control any of it. So, you have to stop. Um Anyone who's tried to control things has looked back and go, well, that I didn't, I mean, we can't control any of it. I think you have to stop and you have to, you have to trust God. I, the Lord's going to do what he wants to do. Um, the mm-hmm. Lord is bigger than the industry. He's bigger than any enterprise. Um, and he's going to breathe on you. And yeah. it's, it's a pretty for sure thing that it's not going to look like you think it's going to look. And, but you, you were not in this to, to dictate how it's supposed to look. You're in this to be obedient. And he has not called any of us to success. He's called us to obedience. And we have to tap into that, and we have to slow That's down, and we have to stop. It's, it's, it's very natural to put in the world we live in to do that, and we feel like, no, you know, this is obedience. I'm going to work hard. And mm-hmm. um, I think once you get removed from... Gr- it removes the grace, you know, when, you, yeah. when you're on your own and you start... And you sink, and... Um, you can't trust in your own understanding. You have to trust. You have to trust God. You can't lean on your own understanding. You have to trust God. And that's it. Seek first the kingdom. Whatever's added is added. And and we have no real way of knowing. Um, yeah. You know. Well, you know, the thing is, like, when you seek first the kingdom, um, it's not always, uh, you know, tangible things. Sometimes it's love, joy, peace, patience. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and and those are... You know, those are the fruit that you want to carry. Totally. It's, I mean, Jesus, like, when it comes down to it, he just said, would you love me with all your heart, and would you love others? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot simpler than what we make it. Um, so I would say get with to any young worship leaders, like, trying to do the hustle. Yeah. Um, I would just say the Lord is coming to you right now and just saying, just stop. You know, just stop. Just chill out. I, I yeah. got you, you know, and let's do this together. And wherever it goes is wherever it goes. And uh, hmm. let us, can we can we get ourselves to the place where actually we're just surprised by it, you know? I mean, I've been in New Life for 18 years. I didn't set out to do, oh, I'm going to do 18 years of New Life. And we did desper- yeah. we've done Desperation Conference for 18 years. And it's, a, you know, oh, we're going to build a movement. No, you know, we're yeah. just going to be faithful. We're going to be steady. And anything that happens is shocking. It's like, wow, what a surprise. But that's the living God. He surprises us. That's what he does. Yep. Well, I mean, we, we talked about fruit, um, and, and you've written a ton of songs over the years, and, and this may be kind of more of a, a fun question to reminisce about, yeah. but there is, is there a song that you look back and go, how the heck did anyone give the okay to record that? <laughs> <laughs> like, who approved uh, that song? <laughs> There's, I mean, I feel like everyone's got one, yeah. but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. No, no, no. Um... Or, or maybe it almost made it. <laughs> that is, that's a great, that's a fun question. Um, I ha- obviously I haven't, I haven't sat in the place of re- regret on, on song. Yeah, yeah. You know, because uh, um, I mean, I know that we were young and just going for it, so there were songs that we'd never sang again <laughs> after recording it. Um, I could, I will, I'll think of one. I'll think of. You'll one. think of one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there was a. I had a song called uh, 
give myself away. I think it was, and we sang it once, and that was it. It just was hard. <laughs> it was too hard to sing, and yeah, it didn't make a, t- a ton of sense or something. Um, so I remember like, oh, well, that that was that was that. <laughs> well, everyone's everyone's got something, and I mean, what I always find more interesting to ask is is because it, it kind of gives a window into someone's personality a bit. But is there a song that you wish you wrote? Because mm. it just like not for financial reasons, but like sure. because it just says everything that you. It's like oh, you just r- took those words out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, did you feel the mountains tremble? Um, yeah. When I sing it, I just, I it's like I just sing it like I wrote it. Like I, I just, I just believe in it so much. It's, a, it's, yeah. It sends us out, like lifts us up and lifts us out. And uh, it's just, it's an up tempo song with richness and, um, I, and I sing it all the time. I think, I wish I wrote that one. <laughs> Martin, dude, Martin Smith. He is he is a legend and uh, he is special and guy. yeah very anointed guy very special guy and uh, oh yeah I'd say yeah no question and the vineyard guys the old vineyard guy Brian Dirksen and some of those guys oh man Canadian so good. yeah Canadian fellow Canadian there you go well man I I appreciate you taking the time on this and and uh, I've had the chance to listen to your new record Unveil uh, today and actually I listened to I heard one of your songs on a playlist last week mm. and. Um, you know what? What would you say is the song that if if someone's gonna go open up this record and not start from the beginning, where where would you say you need to listen to this song first? You know, I think that little stretch of um, unveil into there's a prayer um, hmm. where I just I just encourage in the prayer, I just encourage um, dancers to dance and artists to come alive and. I think it's my heart just to encourage people that at the end of the day we are carriers of the glory of God and carriers of the presence of God. And so, if you have like eleven minutes, you know, unveil the song goes into uh, a prayer. Um, that's my prayer for you. Well, man, I I'm going to encourage anyone listening to this right now that uh, right after this podcast is done, go turn that on mm-hmm. and and make that part of your prayer life. And and maybe you're you're listening to this podcast because you just stumbled across it and. And you wouldn't call yourself a quote unquote Christian, uh, or even you feel far from God. Um, I, I would I would encourage you to listen to that track, and and have those words uh, be sung and spoken over you. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, so John, tell me tell me what's the rest of the week look like for you, and uh, and then we're gonna head into hearing one of your tracks. Uh, yep, uh, tomorrow night we do our our monthly worship night here at church called First Wednesday. So we're gonna do that, and then and then. That's tomorrow night, and then Thursday night, we got a bunch of youth pastors coming in from around the country, a bunch of youth pastors that are part of the network of Desperation, um, and so I'll be leading worship with them and hanging out with them Thursday night. So the next couple of nights are going to be fun. Oh, man, always always good stuff and good ministry yeah. stuff, and I, I'm telling you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a way to come hang for one of your first Wednesdays real soon then. Come on, man. You are very welcome here. All right, man. Well, this has been a great uh, conversation, great catching up and hearing your heart. And uh, to play us out of this podcast, we're going to hear the song Unveil from John Egan off his new record titled Unveil.
Man, I just love that guy, John Egan. What a gem of a person. I'm definitely going to make sure I'm over to Colorado Springs soon to go hang out with that guy, check out his church, and, I don't know, just partake in some worship. And uh, I want to encourage you to make sure that you go pick up his album. It's called Unveiled. You're really, really going to enjoy it. It's such a powerful worship album. I just love the spirit in which the whole album and the songs are, are written. You're really, really going to enjoy it. So make sure that you check that out. Make sure that you check out the links on the show notes. Make sure you share this with a friend. Make sure you tell somebody else about the podcast. But as we get ready to close this podcast, I'm thinking about introducing something new to the uh, Beyond the Music podcast. And I thought maybe at the end of the show, we would do some shout-outs. So I'd love to give a few shout-outs. I'd love to give a shout-out to David Carlson, good guitar player from Sudbury, Ontario. He listens to the podcast. I appreciate that man very much. I want to give a shout-out to Matt Robinson, my buddy from Oshawa, who is just always such an incredible encourager. So uh, I bet he's listening to this. Give a shout-out to Dan Perna, who just got married yesterday. He's played drums for me for a long time. I love that guy. So major shout-out to him. And I also want to give a shout-out to my youngest sister, Rachel. She made me all these sweet mugs and stuff and, like, tumblers and, like, travel mugs with my band name on it. And that was just so kind and so sweet of her. So shout-out to my sister, Rachel. That's all we got right now on Overflow Beyond the Music. Cannot wait to hang out with you again. Again, check out the show notes. Give us a follow online. Hit us up, and maybe you can get a shout-out in the next episode. That's all for now. This is Overflow Beyond the Music. I'm your host, Josh McCabe. We'll see you again soon.